Welcome to the We Rock DM Podcast, your source for all things digital marketing. Join hosts Daniel Bissett and Tricia Olberg as they explore the latest trends and share their expertise on how to succeed in the digital age. Tune in for expert advice on search engine optimization, social media marketing, and content strategy. We make kick-ass stuff kick-ass. So join us and learn how to rock your digital marketing game. Welcome to the We Rock DM Amplified podcast. Our special guest is Crunch Rajani. Today we are looking for some valuable insights, hoping to give expert advice on digital marketing, web design, development. Join us for our podcast and welcome uh, Crunch to this uh, second attempt. <laughs> uh, welcome back, I should say, really. Um, Crunch, before we get into the, the nitty gritty of your digital marketing strategy, what's your two minute elevator pitch of who you are and what your business does? Okay, thank you so much for having me on the show. I am super excited to be here. Uh, my name is Crunch and I help purpose-driven professionals, entrepreneurs and change makers feel lighter in their businesses by helping them simplify their content and copy so that they can amplify their impact. And I think um, what I do is super important and a valuable service for a lot of entrepreneurs because content creation or like writing your own copy can feel like a full-time job, which is not your job, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I aim to help people with. And, you know, I have a gift for writing and in people's voices. And I hope to like use that to uplift the messages and um, voices of people who are doing incredible things in the world. So I work um, almost exclusively with uh, people or business owners who have businesses that are doing great things in the world. And not just um, from the standpoint of like their own business, that the business is like involved in anti-oppression work or something specific like that. But I also like to support business owners who are using their businesses to um, solve pr problems in their community, you know, like to fix how awful our world is, <laughs> because I think we need more people like that in the world doing the work that it takes to create a better future for us all and the future generations. So I would love to be a part of that in some small way in amplifying their voices, their message and their work and their impact in the world. So that's a little bit about me. <laughs> That's amazing. We, we we feel the same way. We 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 were just saying the other day, if you can find ways to um, incorporate ways of giving back and making a difference in the world with your job and still find a way to make a living doing that, that's kind of the best of both worlds, isn't it? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's exactly. amazing. Yeah. Uh, I also was noticing when I was looking at your website, now your website that you looks like you... Um, focus on coach your client is a wellness professional or a fitness trainer or maybe a yoga instructor are you still targeting that audience I can tell by the, your smile that maybe you're not doing that anymore <laughs> go ahead and explain so that was a niche so I've been doing this work for I want to say like five years now and I've just kind of like taken things as they come kind of figuring things out along the way. And for a very long time, I was a super generalist. Like I did everything, like all kinds of copy and all kinds of content and everything, like anything that people wanted me to do right for them. I would mm -hmm. say like, yeah, sure, I can do that. 
<laughs> right? And then like eventually about a year and a half ago, two years ago, I started working with like a business coach and she was like, you need to find a niche. And I was like, and she was like, find who is your favorite client? Like that can be your niche to start. You know, I was like, at that time I was working with um, my favorite client who probably is still one of my favorite clients. I still work with her, um, but she works in the health and wellness space. Right. So I was like, oh, I love people in this space. Like they're all really kind. They're really helpful. They're doing good work in the world and all of that kind of stuff. So I'm going to pick that as my niche. And, you know, so I like changed the copy of my website to speak to that ideal persona. And then um, maybe about six months or a year ago, I shifted a little bit in my perspectives. And I was like, actually, I don't just want to work with like health and wellness professionals because there are other people out, like outside this industry or this field who are also doing incredible work, like, you know, whether it's in the diversity, equity, inclusion, justice, social justice kind of space, or whether it's in other fields, like one of my clients is a, a financial professional, but they have like a social justice arm of that. And like, they're helping people build generational wealth and like break generational trauma that comes with like money and all of those stories. So that's also important work that I want to support, right? So it's not just health and wellness professionals who are doing good things in the world. So I kind of like expanded my niche again. That's great. <laughs> but I haven't kind of like updated the website or the yeah. messaging yet. <laughs> okay, I was wondering about that because I did read some of that, what you were just speaking to on LinkedIn, I think, but that is definitely not coming across on your website. So. We will talk about that. That needs to change, <laughs> but that's great. Yes. I mean, I, it, I, it is, I know what you're saying about finding a niche. I mean, that can be good or not so good, depending on where, what your background is. If you feel like you're the kind of writer where you can write about just about anything, um, that I'm mean, for sure. Like you said, there are people who need help with content writing. If that's not your skill set, you need to hire somebody. And I also want to say I loved your um, blog post today about not hiring Fiverr for content um, writing. You're right. And I also have a lot to say about AI, but we won't talk about that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and Daniel's smiling as I say this. We have a lot of um, discussions about AI and where I that's think, going. I think we are going to talk about okay. that. I think we are going to oh, talk okay. about that. Well, it's a hot topic <laughs> right now and for sure something that affects mm -hmm. content writing. So, um, but yeah, but if you, if it sounds like you still do have a niche, you still know what your client looks like. Um, it's just a little more expanded. So yeah, we'll talk about that. It's one of the things we can talk about. So I'm curious, you know, in our questionnaire that we, we sent to you prior to this uh, conversation, you described um, a similar but different niche, you know, specifically referencing businesses that are committed to dismantling uh, the status quo, yes. <laughs> right? Yes. Um, and uh, so does that all fit into the health and wellness or is that a separate fork? No, health and wellness niche? is, I think now no longer the niche. Like <laughs> it's not the only gotcha. like niche, you know, like I want to work with people right. who have committed to doing work in terms of like dismantling systems of oppression rather than just the health and wellness niche. So then that was something that was true of my business like a year ago. It no longer is true, yeah. and I am aware of the fact that I need to update my website. I just have not yeah. gotten around to doing it yet. Maybe you, if you hired a content writer, 
Oh, uh, where am I gonna find one of those? <laughs> so this is this is for me. This is a like uh, an, a perfect example of the cobbler's kids have no shoes. Exactly. Right? <laughs> um, you know, the, the people that work in the pizza shop can't eat pizza. Is it a is it a case of you you are uninspired to write for self or you're so busy writing for others that you don't have time to write for self? I think it's a little bit of both. Like client work always comes first, so to speak. And also I like I have a multitude of other interests that I enjoy doing. So like my website or like updating the content on my website just falls to the bottom of the list. And, you know, it's just not been something that I've found the time to do because I feel like I've prioritized other things. Um, yeah. But yeah. And also it's harder to write for yourself. Well, <laughs> yes. Uh -huh. And so, you know, I, I feel like... <clears throat> you are your ideal client possibly yeah um <laughs> you know you're you're totally capable and your clients are also equally probably totally capable but the desire to go to the website and update the content just doesn't get prioritized with all of the other things business or otherwise right mm -hmm. um and i think that you speak really well to that uh, on your website, you know, um, a lot of your messaging is about that. However, your, you know, when, when we go straight to your website, simplify your content, amplify your impact, which by the way, if you're not, um, if you're just listening, it's crunchrajani.com, C-R-U-N-C-H-R-A-N-J-A-N-I.com. Um, your your value prop right at the top of your website is simplify your content, amplify your impact. I love it. And I don't think that that's, I don't think that that's what you're offering. That's interesting. Um, Why do you say that? You're, well, <clears throat> you're not trying to encourage people to simplify their content. You're trying to encourage people to let you do their content. So you're taking the definition of simplification and morphing it. What does it mean to simplify? Simplify unpacked to me the initial the initial definition that I read from that is less is more. And I don't think that that's what you're saying. I think what you're saying is take the pain away from creating your content mm -hmm. by letting somebody else do it. Mm -hmm. That's the simplif That's the simplified that you are defining. Yes. Um, and I don't think that that's the. I don't think that that's the uh, first definition that comes to mind when we read that. That is so. Yeah. I was going to. So we have to unpack it. And and I think that the the nature of having to unpack something, especially the value prop, mm -hmm. is a friction point. And so um, I would recommend, yes, you, you're very aware that your content wants updating so that it's more from a keyword strategy. Um, your content strategy wants to be more niched out in your current 
niche. I mean, you're not going to get rid necessarily of any of your older content. You can repurpose it in, into blogs and case studies and what have you. <clears throat> um, but the, the, the messaging, that first blurb, I think is a miss. And not because it's bad. I love how few words you have there. I love it. <laughs> It's just those the wrong words. I don't think those are the the right ones. Yeah. Interesting. Um, which okay. I I'm speaking to a content writer, right? So the content writer's like, motherfucker. <laughs> Damn it. This is, Say that. Who who is this guy? So I, I apologize, but um I really feel like the the message is a miss. Okay. And I would I would recommend that um you find another word another verb that um, has the definitive meaning of reduce the pain of production. Daniel, right? Daniel's Educate right. your content. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I didn't initially read it that way when I went, but as Daniel just explained it, he's right. Simplify your content could be taken a different way. Um, Maybe that isn't the best. It sounds good though. That's why at first I'm like, mm -hmm. yes, it sounds like a good punchline, right? Like I a mean, good. A lot of people that I've <laughs> spoken to have been like, oh yes, I want to simplify my content. Like, you know, like for somebody else to take over how complex and complicated and irritating it is, <laughs> is great. So I like, Has this, this been is the first time that I'm hearing that it could be, that well, it could be like, the... interpreted in a different way. <laughs> What's the what's the order of, of steps? Have they spoken to you about what you do and then gone to your website, or have they gone to your website and then searched you out and then given you that um, that opinion? Interesting. I guess it would always have been people that I know, yeah, <laughs> or who who know me, right? And I realize yeah. that so they already know what you're trying to achieve mm -hmm. for others, right? And so when they read that, they read it not with fresh eyes; they read it with color does mm -hmm. um so anyway that's just my that's my very first <laughs> my my first takeaway was i think the message is off okay. right there um the simplicity of your website i i i think is good um i you know from uh i'm gonna go ahead and share my screen if i can find the share button um the simplicity is good you know, I, I like what you're saying and the the messaging in general makes it very easy for me to digest. Um, you are a very talented writer, Crunch. There's no doubt about it. Um, I want to keep reading, right? So I keep scrolling. So the, the talent is not a question here. Um, but, and, and the layout, uh, I'm a form excuse me, function over form. So I like the simplicity of the layout. I'm sure Trisha has her own opinions and information. Um, but the, the problem I have with your website is uh, the function, while good from a performance perspective, is not so good. And I wonder, um, this little button up here, kind of makes me feel that this is a wordpress.com website where you built it and then purchased 
on WordPress.com. This is not a self-hosted WordPress.org installation, which is, is the open actually. source. Here. <laughs> it is a WordPress.org. Yes, and I don't okay. see this button that you see on my website when I open it. <laughs> That's interesting. Really? Okay. Well, yeah. this. So one thing, um, when I loaded your website, I got sign up for my newsletter yeah. mm -hmm. um, or whatever it was. And I, I immediately closed that because I find that a uh, friction point. Okay. Um, and Trisha and I will both tell you uh, uh, we're on the same page here that that's not best practice. I mm -hmm. would ask how many people have ever actually completed that form upon the, pay the first loading of your website ever before they've gone anywhere else and done any research, they just sign up straight away. Oh, they're like, oh yeah, I totally want more email <laughs> from somebody that I don't know. I don't think right? I don't have the stats so, of that, but. <laughs> right. So I would, I would kill that. Also, um, and I don't know if this is still true, yeah, but Google, from what I understand, will ding you for having pop-ups now. Yeah. Um, Ad yeah. agencies won't. Yeah. So you don't want that. Ad agent agencies have done away with them completely. You won't ever find an ad agency doing a pop-up. So yeah, it's just annoys too many people. Let's turn off. Okay. Well, yeah. there are, there are some use cases where they are applicable and potentially functional. Those use cases are um, geared to like time on site. So after three and a half minutes, throw the pop-up, and then they might have spent enough time with you gaining your, building this relationship, gaining trust in, in what you have to say to where they might want more. Mm -hmm. um, that's a, a possibility. Another possibility is on exit, but those are really kind of um, more off-putting, but they, they do sometimes work. Right. So it's when the mouse is clearly moving up to that top X or to the tab to the X, then it'll trigger a pop up, um, sign up for my newsletter. But those uh, sign up for newsletter um, moments aren't really what those pop ups are for. Those pop ups are for, hey, how about an extra 10 percent off before you go? Right. Um, and so that use case probably doesn't apply here anyway. Okay. So maybe time on site, but I would, I would hesitate to have any kind of pop-up interactive like that at all. Okay. Um, rather you just need to have a clear call to action, um, splattered around your website strategically, not like vomit all over your website, but like once here, maybe once in the footer, sign up for the newsletter today and allow them to come to that decision on their own without this animated interactive blocker. Yeah. Crunch, I have a question for you. How have you been getting the majority of your clients right now? How do you find them? Uh, most of my clients come to me via referrals or in certain like network group things that I'm active in. So my website is not really a point of interest, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, so I, I feel like, um, and that's fair, right? Not every 
website is going to be served in a Google search result. <laughs> it's just not going to happen, right? Um, we can try to focus on search engine optimization and try to find these uh, virgin leads who've never connected with any of our network. Uh, but if that's not really an, a, an active strategy and if that's not really a concern, then that doesn't need to be a focus. Um, but when you have conversations with people at these conferences or at these networking events, or when a friend recommends you, a friend client recommends you to somebody else and they come to uh, check you out, then you need to establish a really solid first impression, right? Um, and so while the website might feel tertiary, even not even primary or secondary, mm -hmm. it still is an integral role in that final decision to hire. And so I, I do think that it warrants the time, effort, and energy for you to come back to it, re-up your, your content strategies, pay particular attention to keyword um, keyword strategy revolving around your niche so that if they're in that space, they feel at home. That's what we want them to feel, right? Okay. It's like they walk in the kitchen, they smell the coffee and they're like, oh man, I just want to sit down and, and have a cuppa with you, right? That's the feeling that we want them to have. The decision process is made, it's done doesn't matter how much your price is at that point in time. It could be triple, quadruple your competition, but you made them feel seen and known and understood in a way that nobody has ever done. You're hired, right? Especially having been referred by this other client, especially having had this wonderful conversation with you at that networking event. Mm -hmm. All of those other things feel like the stars align. So, your um, your website is a, a integral factor. I would I would argue anyway in that final decision. Um, now you have from your LinkedIn a link to your website, mm -hmm. and you also have a link to your blog. Yes, I was, tell me about that. And Crunch, I was going to say if I can interject really quick. When I was looking at um, your Facebook page today, you say in your Facebook post, go to my blog to read the full story. So mm -hmm. I, I think that you're directing people to your website more than you think they are, more than you right. think you are. <laughs> because that's, that's, what my, that's what my path was. I found you on Facebook. I read that. And then it said, go to my blog. And I went to your blog, which is on your website, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. This is not the blog. <laughs> I don't know where you found this link. <laughs> oh, interesting. This is, this this is, is the personal travel. It's not on my LinkedIn, mm -hmm. is it? How, it is, what? <laughs> 100%. Yeah, here, I'll, let me switch screens and I'll, I'll show you. Yeah. And the Facebook post I saw was talking about um, the article, Four Reasons Why Hiring a Professional Content Writer is Worth It. That is the uh -huh. that is the blog you're talking about, and that is on your website, correct? That's on my website, yeah. 
So, uh, under your LinkedIn contact information, you have your business website and you have uh -huh. your personal website. Yeah. So, um, because <laughs> your brand, well, because your brand is you, mm -hmm. people are, no, actually, I, I think quite the contrary. I think it should be part of your actual website. I think, um, again, going back to making that, that decision uh, to hire, uh -huh. um, a lot stems from, uh, this relationship that we have have built with this person mm -hmm. and when we are having a conversation with somebody we're we're building a relationship and like uh feelings we're, we're experiencing feelings um warm fuzzies or uh-ohs or whatever mm -hmm. and the more we talk to somebody the the more feelings we have the more feelings we have that are are good, the more trust we 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 have in the person, the the stronger this relationship and this bond is. And then when the final decision to to buy occurs, if we have a relationship with that person, then we hire that person. Mm -hmm. Again, it doesn't matter about the cost, right? Cost is meh. Whatever, more a little, little more expensive. That's okay. It's a friend, right? right? Well, when people come to know you through your blog, uh -huh. they're building this trust. They're building that relationship, albeit unidirectional, right? Um, Monodirectional. You can tell me what the right word is, but uh, when they are reading it, if they've ever spoken to you, they might hear your your voice. Mm -hmm. um, but they are at least hearing your tone through through the, the reading. And if they want to read about your life and who you are, um, they're just solidifying this relationship with you and building that trust in you. And uh, it's about a, a water park that you went to. <laughs> but they're, they really feel like they know you, right? And in marketing, marketing isn't about selling things. We are very good at selling things, mm -hmm. but we sell things through relationships. So what marketing really is, is about building relationships. Right. Um, there's a, a, a ton of data out there that is changing the digital marketing game and making it so that we are doing much more lifestyle uh, social posts, um, you know, the life of a digital marketer. Our intern told me I, I needed to, to run with this TikTok trend about, you know, the, a day in the life of a digital marketer. And so I need to shoot a film of myself doing something that has really nothing to do with digital marketing, right? But it lets people behind the scenes. And um, more and more, this is this trend is really kind of taking off because people want to know us, right? They, they are interested not just in what we do, but who we are. Right. And so I think that all of this material could very easily find a place on your company website, just separate from the business about me.
So Crunch, you do that really well on Instagram. I was looking at your Instagram this morning and um, looking at your fun videos about hiking and um, just where you, you know, your vacations and everything. And I was thinking to myself, this is a girl to my, you know, that I could speaks to my heart, (laughs) cooking and cats and hiking. So, but what I think is interesting is I also thought I read that you said that you're moving away from Instagram for your business. Is that true? Well, yes, it is. I'm trying to move towards LinkedIn because I think that's where more people that I would potentially like to work with are hanging out. Okay, so that is a good point. The different social media channels can do different things. And I think LinkedIn is better for professional right? Mm -hmm. Um, For professional contacts. However, going back to what Daniel just said about people learning about you as a person, that is really valuable. And I feel like Instagram is a really good space for that. And it's funny, like even when we're doing our own Instagram posts for our business, we find that the more personal things about us, about our lives are what people tend to look at (laughs) more Mm -hmm. than like the, 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 um, the businessy posts. So mm-hmm. there's still value in doing that. I would continue, to, I would encourage you to continue using Instagram for that because I do right. think that, that it helps people get to know you better. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I will post things on Instagram like twice a week, maybe three times a week. And yeah. I think that's about the maximum I can manage because yeah. it is a lot more of- than me. Yeah, it's more than <laughs> us. I mean, really, you know, <laughs> like I said, it looks like you are posting there. And I really enjoyed looking at what you're posting. And I it does make me want to work with you. And there's another thing I wanted to, to say about going back to the, the role that your website takes. I feel like a lot of times a website is the second point of contact. So in so many different ways. So you said that a lot of people come to you because of um, maybe referrals or networking, right? Mm -hmm. So the first step is talking to that person through networking, or maybe somebody's referring you through networking. There's this conversation going on. And the next thing they're probably going to do is go to your website or they find you on social media and they think this, this is really, this girl is really cool. And I love this video she posted, or I like this LinkedIn article that she posted. Um, so mm-hmm. they look, they read that content and the next step is go to your website. That's how I feel it happens so often. I think it's being seen more often than you think it is. And, and also the website being the second point of contact is where you can really sell your, sell yourself, right? Initially, right. they're getting to know you. Who is this girl? Why do I want to work with her? Then they go read more and that's when you, that's when you sell them. Mm-hmm. Fair point. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, as far as your website goes, um, there are a couple of things, uh, from a function that you can fix. One of them, Crunch Rajani content. Mm -hmm. Is that a special font? What do you mean? (laughs) Like, is this font special? Did you pay for it? No. Because this is an image. Yeah. I can't, I can't, that's an image. So, um, Google being, they have no idea what this is. Okay. They they don't know whose website this is. 
I mean, they see the name up here. Um, but uh, images should never replace text. Now, okay. I mean, you go to our website and our logo says we rock DM and that's text, right? So there's a, there's a, a bridge. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, but the content creation for purpose-driven professionals, man, that's a, that's a hell of a line that you do not want unread. Okay. And right now that is unread by all search engines. So if Crunchyjani content is your logo, that text that's there, then fine. Um, leave that as an image, but find a way to get this content yanked out of it and okay. added as text on the website to be crawled by the search bots. Um, second thing, when I hover over your image, I see the name image IMG underscore two zero two zero zero nine two seven zero underscore one five three four four five. What in the Hades does that mean to anybody? <laughs> what this tells me is that somebody took a photo from their phone and then they uploaded it directly to the website. Um, might be incorrect. It might've been a still, you know, a photo from a digital camera and then downloaded and then uploaded, but there was no, no, um, thought given to the process of integrating it with the website. Okay. Um, uh, when you, before you ever upload an image onto your website, you need to change the name to something um, meaningful, right? Mm -hmm. So this should be Crunch Rajani, relaxing picnic, uh, uh, bench, Mexico City, wherever <laughs> you are in this photo, right? Okay. Um, and ideally you wanna also incorporate the emotion. You wanna capture the, the emotion in the title. Okay. Um, re I, we got relaxing, so happy relaxing something that incorporates the emotion we need to take the name of that image after we've uploaded it and we need to add that as um alternative text so i'm going to navigate to your your home page on a different screen real quick so that i can show you what i'm talking about mm -hmm. um and you'll see that awesome pop-up <laughs> uh if you're watching the youtube um so here I can run some tools to check out the SEO of, of the website. And um, it's my assumption, actually, your images. Yeah, okay, they have uh, alt text. You don't need titles, that's, that's misleading. Um, so the alt text, Crunch Rajani content header, Crunch on a bench, okay, that's probably that. Um, crunch holding umbrella. Okay, good. Digital nomad. So the, the alt text is incorporated, but you see the title that's being pulled through is not consistent with the alt text. Okay. So it's a little discombobulated. Um, I'm very happy, pleased to see the alt text. I'm not sure if you're aware of the purpose of the alt text. Do you know mm -hmm. why alt text exists? It's for the screen readers to detect and right for, for the visually impaired right mm -hmm. and that's why we want to incorporate the emotion that okay. the image is trying to evoke right if if there's an emotion 
mm-hmm. right? Crunch on bench is fine. That's kind of a, a cute, simple piece of text that, that is meaningful enough. The title, when I hover over the image and the title shows up, that actually does not get read by screen readers. Mm-hmm. That is for visual people who have no impairments. Um, so if it's going to have a title, let's make sure that the title is meaningful. Okay. Um, in most cases, there's no need for a title. Very, very few of us actually hover our mouse over an image hoping uh, to find out what the, the name of the image is. I think right? the point of that was um, like the night, image titles is for um, people who use or who access websites and these things on awesome. their mobile devices or they don't want to use as much data. So there is right. a use to it and I should the, <laughs> update and, those image yeah, titles. <laughs> right. Especially, especially if your, um, your market is in a location that has limited access or expensive access on mobile, mm-hmm. right? Here it's becoming so cheap over in the U.S. to where we can pretty much forget about it, right? <laughs> but that does not take care of the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. So you having an international potential client base, yes, you want to keep incorporating titles uh, for that very reason. So that's that's great. But we want to make sure that those titles actually match okay. the, alt, the alt text. Okay. Okay. Crunch, can I also Go ahead, say Trisha. something I noticed as Daniel is talking about this um, header image, you have a logo for your business on your LinkedIn business page. I noticed you actually do have a logo and that's why he was asking initially, is this a special font? What he meant is, is is this your logo? And it doesn't really look like like it is. You actually have a logo. And Daniel, if you go, there there it is. So, right. So from a branding perspective, and by the way, I'm a graphic designer. Um, From a branding perspective, you really should be using that across all your platforms because it helps people identify you, right? Okay. So um, that would make more, I would look into, to look for ways to incorporate that into your website, that, that logo that you have. And then as Daniel said, maybe the rest of it, what you, can just be text underneath that okay. can be read by, by right. Google. Okay. Um, right. So your, you mentioned that you're, you're, really wanting to focus on LinkedIn as a, as a social strategy. Mm-hmm. And I, I get that that resonates with me because you're thinking business. Um, your posts on LinkedIn, I haven't done a whole deep dive on your posts, but how would you describe your typical activity on LinkedIn of late? Um, I would say that I post mostly like personal reflections about what it's like to be a business owner or like problems that I have in my business, like asking for help. <laughs> and, you mm-hmm. know, and I think this is something that resonates with like more with a lot of business owners, like asking for help is hard. <laughs> so yes. I think that one got yeah. quite a few comments. And then occasionally I post like a helpful tip about like how to write content that resonates or you know how to write a good headline or how to use chat gpt um yesterday i did a live event on how to repurpose content um that you already have um so that's i guess the gamut of what 
kind of content I post on LinkedIn, which is, I guess, not super different from the stuff that I post on Instagram, just without like the wild videos or like the reels of pointing. No. Things. <laughs> so one thing I wanted to, to applaud um, is you've got relatively very few followers, right? 550 mm -hmm. followers, basically. Yeah. Um, but your engagement, mm -hmm. 19 comments, seven likes, hearts, whatever, for that number of followers is pretty incredible. It is. Is it? Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So whatever you're doing, I think you need to keep doing it. Yeah. Okay. Like you've, you've not necessarily cracked the code per se. Now, um, Twitter just recently, a couple days ago, released their algorithm mm -hmm. and made it made it like full transparency here's our algorithm no, no one's ever done that i don't know if linkedin has a similar algorithm but I, it used to be my understanding that for social networks comments and shares were everything mm -hmm. and the reality at least for twitter is likes Oh, really? So if, yes. So this is Twitter. I, I, I'm making a gross assumption here uh -huh. that LinkedIn might be use, utilizing a similar al algorithmic structure, but um, you've got 14 uh, likes, we'll call it, over here on this one post. Um, I think that those numbers are really outstanding for such a small follower base. Mm -hmm my recommendation would be keep up your content creation strategy on linkedin mm -hmm. but grow your base okay so be more proactive about expanding your network um it's really that's going to be the biggest challenge now um there are penalties within LinkedIn, if you if you reach out to 100 people, and only two people uh, agree to connect with you, mm -hmm. right, and all of the maybe uh, 70 are like, meh, and forget about it. But if you get marked as I don't know this person, mm -hmm. by more than 5% of the people that you reach out to, LinkedIn is going to start restricting basically everything. At least this is how they used to do it. Okay. So um, in your strategy, my strategy used to be, I would pull up, um, you know, recommended profiles. Mm -hmm. And only if we had a hundred or more um, similar people in our network, would I reach out to them? That's because wild. when they see that number, I don't even have 500 connections <clears throat> on LinkedIn. <laughs> right. Right. Well, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm upwards of 6,000 now and I still don't get your numbers on, on a regular basis. So like genuinely kudos to you. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I, I would, I would hesitate to reach out to anybody who we only have like two, two similar people in our mm -hmm. network. It needs to be a significant chunk. A hundred is a really good number because that's a safe number. Someone sees that number and they go, oh snap. Yeah, we probably know each other, mm -hmm. right? They see two or, or one 
and at least me, I ain't going to go for it. Okay. Um, and also you want to have a compelling message, but there are a ton of people requesting connections. Um, you're probably getting them on LinkedIn too. They're like, Hey, I want to reach out. I want to grow my network and then sell you this thing. And so somehow you need to very clearly convey. And I do this, um, not selling anything, right? <laughs> Just want to connect. Right. Um, and, and then try and really reach out and, and connect with them on a genuine level. You want to grow that follower base. That's the, the larger that follower base goes, the, the more reach that you'll have and the better, um, the better LinkedIn will work for you. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I used to be a total, I used to be a total LinkedIn. I was not a fan. I felt like it was a, a system that was being gamed. I remember him saying this. Um, <laughs> and, and then I realized actually, no, the teaching job I got teaching digital marketing at university of Texas was because of LinkedIn. And then, uh, a, a, a friend, but a long time friend from, you know, a lost friend from my childhood found me on LinkedIn and was like, Hey, I need a website. And I was like, Hey, I can build you a website. And so that actually turned into a quarter of a million dollar project. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and then another stranger saw that we had two friends in common <clears throat> and said, I need a website. You know, can you, can you do something like that? Um, and that turned into another three different business uh, websites because we have those two connections. I have no idea who those people were. <laughs> I have way too many people in my network. Yeah. I don't know who yeah. they are. We're just, yeah. right? Um, so work will come to you, mm -hmm. especially if you keep writing the way that you're writing. Um, you just need to grow your reach. Mm hmm Okay. So just, I would say focus a lot of time and energy on that LinkedIn strategy, but not, don't change anything. Just be more proactive <laughs> every day. Spend five minutes. No, I mean, maybe not even spend five minutes and just try to grow your network mm -hmm. yeah. to yeah. three people a week and it will accumulate. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. I've been um, trying to connect with people that I have coincided with probably on the comments of people that we follow mutually yeah. and then like, mm -hmm. Oh, I liked your comment and sending them a message saying like, Oh, hey, I saw your comment on this person's post about this thing. And I really loved this part of your comment. And then they're usually like, Oh, that's great. I am so excited to connect with you on this topic that we both share yes. in common. <laughs> and so Absolutely. that's been and, strategy. And <laughs> I think, I think that that's a good strategy. Uh, Anytime, I don't know of these 19 comments, how many of them are yours. Let's just, let's just look real quick. Right. So this was the live event that I did, I think. So people were like commenting on the live that I okay. did. <laughs> so, uh, comment, like answer, comment, yeah. answer. So, um, Tiara says, yes, you haven't responded. Jesse says something. You haven't responded. Tiara says something else. You haven't responded. Um, I would respond well, and the live thing might be a slightly different. Let's go and unpack this 13 comments. Um, so we've got a conversation, somebody else jumps in, 
uh, because you respond, somebody else responds, you respond, they respond, you have this full-blown conversation. And that's one major reason why that number is where it's at is because every time you respond, it bubbles back up. And every time someone else responds, it bubbles back up. So we want to keep percolating it back up to the top. Um, so you you do a real good job of responding to the first few and or the latter few. I don't know, but there are a lot of missed opportunities even in this one thread. Mm-hmm. It's not too late. It was only two days ago. Yeah. Even if it were two years ago, okay. you could go back and say, I never saw this this comment. I love it. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Back to the top. Yeah. Right. So if you really and these are all opportunities, third, second, third, third, second. These are people you need to be building uh, into your network, mm-hmm. right? As you as you in, uh, interact with them and engage with them here on the platform, not in a in a, a note, you know, where you reach out to them right here under good job. Hey, Mo, want to connect? Let's connect. Thank you so much. Right. Ask them outright. Right. Right here. Maybe limit that to one person per thread, but build your network that way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think that you should stop Instagram. I think okay. you should keep up the Instagram. Um, it captures people in a different headspace over mm-hmm. in LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. We're in our business headspace over in Instagram. We're kind of in our relaxed, look at funny photos and videos headspace, but it's still an opportunity to get to know crunch and build that relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and then your website, Trisha, what do you want to say about design for her website? Well, actually I had a couple things that I am going to tell you need to be fixed right away. You might already know what these are. <laughs> so one of the, your first um, call to action buttons on your homepage, right underneath your opening statement, hi there, I'm Crunch. You, you, um, the button says yes, right? So mm-hmm. that's work with me. So when you click on that, the next page you go to brings up a page with a broken image. This is no good. Do you see that under content planning? Hang on. No, I don't see it. I mean, are you okay. sharing my screen? Or... Daniel, do you want to um, hop on over to her website? And l- let's see if this is happening to you guys. It, maybe it's just me, but um, I oh. see a broken image. It was not broken <laughs> some days ago. My VA was doing something in my website a few days okay. ago. I don't know if that <laughs> might have okay. changed it. But... All right. Well, uh-huh. okay. So there's that. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so we want to, we mm-hmm. want to fix that pretty, pretty soon. Um, okay. something else I noticed when I was scrolling around your website. So in your footer, this is, is interesting. Your footer links are really prominent. They're like buttons. They're like call to action buttons. Um, that's kind of weird. Usually when people see a button, it's a call to action button, right? And um, okay. it could be a less, lot less prominent. And another thing I noticed, they are, they all link off to a new page. When you click on it, it opens up a new page. So we always discourage um, having, having, taking okay. people to a new page. You want to keep everybody on the same well, page so it's not opening up windows. If there's an internal link, it needs okay. to open in the same in the same tab. Yeah. If okay. there's an external link going to someone else's website, yes, new tab. Right. 
Um, but otherwise we end up with multiple tabs and that's a bad user experience. I can't remember what I read. I can't click the back button Yeah. to get. And so I okay. don't, I'm like, was it on this page? Was it on, uh, and it just is a, uh, opportunity for frustration. And that's the last okay. thing we want our site visitors to feel. Yeah. So, um, you know, so again, I see you're about, I like, I like the organization of your top nav. I want to say that it makes sense to me. Um, you're talking about yourself first and your services, resources, blog contact. That makes sense to me. So okay. back to talking about, um, you and the, the target audience that you're trying to attract, start thinking of ways you can work that into your website, which is probably going to be on the about page. Just start okay. thinking about more about, I can see you've already started doing this and you start talking to this already. Um, so this is good. Build that out a little bit more and also think about how you can pull that back, back into your homepage. Um, clearly this, this, this opening statement you have needs to change, right? Cause you're talking about the health coach, wellness, professional fitness trainer. So mm -hmm. you're, that's not your niche anymore. Niche, no. niche. What is it? Niche, niche, <laughs> niche. niche. So, um, <laughs> let's change that mm -hmm. and have that link over. So you say this goes to content services. Hmm. I would have to say that if you. I'm not sure that Sorry, makes what sense. Goes to content services? Where okay, so <laughs> all right, so Find out how. go back going back to the home page, your opening statement. This is super important. This is the prime real estate on your website. The right? This is what okay. I'm talking about. So we, we already know you're gonna change the wording here because this isn't what your focus is anymore. It's not mm -hmm. finding wellness um, clients. Also yep. think about where you want this call to action button to go. This is super important. I understand that you are having people go right to this where they can buy the services. But what I think is a little bit confusing that that's, that's not really your what you're talking about. Initially, you're talking about you, um, right? You're talking, this opening statement is about getting to know you. So I mm -hmm. would almost think that it would make more sense for it to go to your about page. Daniel, what do you think about that? Um, I mean, I, you know, the yes is a, a reference to the question, are you ready? So clearly she wants to get them signed up, but um, going to the services page uh, feels a little disjointed. The question was, are you ready? Mm -hmm. They say yes. You don't want to send them somewhere else to learn more, okay. learn more. They're ready. Okay. Right. So send them to a sign me up right now page or something okay. like that. Right. A moment. You see this uh, subscribe thing, by the way, this is a much cleaner subscribe than the, the pop up window. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel like if you have um, a call to action on your home page that says, are you ready? Yes, let's do it right? That could be mm -hmm. the, the call to action. Yes, let's do this. Mm -hmm. um, they click that, it needs to go to uh, contact you, like to sign up. Okay. If they want to learn more, then that's where you take them to the that services that you, you <laughs> okay. offer, right? Yeah. Maybe. Um, and I see that you're taking people to your co content services page because you have a lot of different offerings. I can see why you did that now because 
you don't know exactly where to send. They need to learn a little bit more before they can, before they mm-hmm. sign up. So yeah. I see why you did that. I don't know. I'm just, just think about, think about all your CTA buttons on your homepage because you also, I noticed all your other buttons go to that page too. They all go there. Right. Um, well, and so, um, uh, I don't want to go too far, um, off focus, but while we're here, uh, you know, we talked about the alt text is for, uh, screen readers and the visually impaired, but visually impaired aren't always using screen readers. Mm-hmm. They're just impaired. Right. right? So, um, we have this text that's a fair contribution. Um, and its color is pink on top of a red background. Okay. It is totally inaccessible, yeah. right? Like yeah. I yeah. cannot, I cannot see that even though yeah. I'm, I'm visual, I can't read that. So we need to come up with a new color that, I mean, it could just be white with an underline, right? That's how we identify, uh, links is through underlines. So whatever it is, or maybe that's a definition. I don't know. Um, maybe you have a, a pop-up box, you know, a light box or a modal window or something like that, depending on how mm-hmm. your website's built, that that definition pulls through when they're hovering on it and then disappears when they stop hovering. There are many different ways to peel that potato. But the problem that we have is the color mm-hmm. is a miss. It has to be something else. Okay. Um, your, uh, you do have lots of different services. So, um, I now think I better understand Trisha's hesitancy to have anything that takes you to the services or rather the, yes, let's do this, uh, because which service are they signing up for? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, are you ready to finally hand over? Absolutely. Okay, so here are 15 different ways that you could hand over which one. Mm-hmm. Now I have uh, decision overload, right? I have too many options. If we want them to take that action, maybe in the form completion where they add their email and their, their phone number and their name, you could ask what service they want. Mm-hmm. Um, is this an <laughs> e-commerce platform? Are you, are you actually selling on this? No. No. So the buy now is probably a little bit misleading because that tells me that I can buy it and then I'm going to have to reach out to you to, to buy it. So that's not actually, actually that's not true. Um, with the planning content planning services or like not services, content planning is a digital product and they can buy it now when they click the buy now button, it takes them to a Stripe page for them to input their credit card details. Yeah. I saw that. Okay, so it is it is e-commerce to a certain degree then. You Just do have that one some. Thing. <laughs> okay. Okay, crunch. Um, so <clears throat> yeah, go ahead, Trisha. I just realized as look, I was looking at your website while during this conversation, trying to figure out what I would do, what I would recommend from um, a UX UI design perspective. This is what I think. So because you do have these different services, you have content planning right? Mm -hmm. And you have content writing. Those are your two Mm -hmm. buckets. So maybe what you should do on your homepage is create two buckets for that each click to those different sections. So, so you're going to talk about your content writing section, uh, content writing services a little bit in one block on your website, 
And underneath that, you're going to have a section that talks about your, your other service, which is the content um, planning. Okay. Right. So you can, you can kind of think of your homepage as the table of contents to your book. You want everybody to see a little bit of a snippet of everything you do and you can leave them, direct them to other places on your website. So that's and what I, I suggest. From a user experience, I shouldn't have to click services to go to a services page to then click content planning. Yeah. I should be able to hover over services and have okay. content planning or content writing as an option. Exactly. And then I can choose the one that, that I wish to choose. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Like, I, I'm um, not sure you even, yes, exactly what Daniel said. Theoretically, I don't know if you even need this top level services page. You could just have that be a static nav item that linked to the two services. Does that make sense? Um, because more or less, this page okay. is just a, another page that they have to click through. I don't know, just something okay. to think about. Like what what are you telling me on, on the content services page that I can't figure out from the names content planning, content writing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do I need it? And and maybe I do. And maybe <laughs> we'll find that by by providing me the opportunity through a, a drop down, I can click where I want to go or I can click services and come learn more about the services. My only recommendation then would be to pad this out a little bit, probably okay. more than 50 words. You probably want 200 words about the different services and a little bit more content about content planning, a little bit more about content writing, or that's all incorporated into the above the card space, right? Yeah. That guides me a little bit towards that direction a little bit better. Okay. Um, so yeah, it, it just feels super light. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm, this... I'm realizing that you, on your homepage, you've already started doing this with some of the other um, text blurbs you have. You've already started doing this. So you could, instead of just having this button that keeps sending people over the services page, have it go to build it out a little bit more to, so it makes it obvious which service you're talking about. And then, mm -hmm. yes, have that button linked to, directly to that service. And I also think you should have a blue, I, so this is what I was getting at with your top, your top um, call out. To me, I feel you've got a picture of you here, right? And you're introducing who, who you are. I do think somewhere on your home page, you should be having something that links to your about page. That's really okay. important to people. So maybe it's not the top, maybe it's not here on the top, um, but have, have a button that goes to your about. I think that's important. Okay. I did also want to say I do really like on your contact page how many different ways you have given people to contact you. That's that's great because a lot of people don't, you know, maybe they're not comfortable filling out a form or they just want to call you. Well, you have the schedule a chat, right? That's I love that. That's great. Um so kudos kudos for your to your contact page. You've got some good things going on here. Yeah. Um, so one last thing, I don't know your pricing structure. Um, so I'm going to do some spitballing real quick. Okay. Let's okay. say you're charging 50 cents a word, which is a fair, sometimes low, sometimes high. You know, I've charged a, a dollar a word at one point in time. Um, 
maybe for math's sake, let's charge a dollar a word. And your clients are hiring you to uh, create 2,000 words a week, right? Okay. That's potentially $8,000 a week from a client. Um, span that over a year, that's a lot. $400,000, something like that. That's a lot of money. Um, your website doesn't look the part, mm -hmm. right? From a user interface, it doesn't look luxury. Okay. So my guess is you're not charging a dollar a word. You're charging 25 cents a word. Um, and so we're, we're getting a fraction of that, that generated income. Ironically, if you had a slightly more professional looking website, mm -hmm. um, you might be able to charge more and people would expect it. Mm-hmm. Right. So we need to make sure that uh, what we are charging is consistent with what we are showing. Mm -hmm. Right now um, on the homepage, I believe it was, we have this list of as featured on. Mm -hmm. Are there genuinely one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, like 20 different podcasts yes. blurbs in here? Okay. I think so. So, um, <laughs> I was just looking at that too. <laughs> with that amount, with that amount of content, it warrants its own page. Yeah, it does. It doesn't need to be here, right here on the homepage as featured on who in the world is going to scroll through this many things to try and find the thing. If this is just social proof, mm -hmm. right. But I can click it and I can go to that space. So it's not just social proof. It's, it's interactive. And by the way, ironically, it didn't open in a new tab. It opened in the same tab. So we've got, we've got to flip the strategy here, but okay. I would put all of this on its own dedicated page. Yeah. I might take the top three or four kind of like what you've done with the testimonials and include them here as social proof. And then, uh, a link to, um, you know, other podcasts you've been featured on or what have you. But uh -huh. if there's that much content, I mean, it needs its own page. Crunch, this is your portfolio. I just realized this is your client yeah. work. This needs its own top well, nav item. That's not really my portfolio. That's not work I've done. No. Podcasts I've been, no. that I've appeared on. <laughs> but aren't some of these articles right. that you've written? Maybe I was Some reading of these. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was looking at. I was looking at the actual articles that you've written that, that, mm -hmm. that's work, right? Examples of yeah. your work. And I, I do think that you, you should have a portfolio, but my guess is that you're more often than not a ghostwriter. Mm -hmm. And so you either have some kind of NDA or, or what have you, in which case I would still write about the experience. I would, mm -hmm. I was thinking about this last night. Were this me, I would reach out to those um, clients that I did the ghostwriting for. And I would say, I really want to write a case study about this article. I'm not going to mention any names. I'm not even going to link to it unless you want me to for a backlink, you know, SEO juice kind of reason. Mm -hmm. um, but I want to talk about the article and the success that hopefully I've generated for your company through traffic to your website. 
can you share any statistics with me about this page in general and in particular how this page um, uh, compares to other blogs like this one, this one, this one that I didn't write, mm -hmm. right? Um, for my case study. Now, if it's been a, a long time since you've had this business relationship with them, they probably don't have the tools or the tech team to go and pull that data or the time or manpower or human power resources, but maybe they will. And if you could get three or four of the hundreds of things that you've written in the past to build case studies on, do it. Yes. I that will go so much scheduled further than, a few than case study work. interviews for like next week right. and the week after. So I'm working Perfect. on that. Very cool. Yeah, Perfect. that's a really good idea. Yeah, there's some great, I'm sitting here looking through all these links you have, and there's real, some great stuff here. I agree with Daniel. You need to have this on its own page and maybe organize okay. it by this. These are articles I've written. These are podcasts that I've been a guest on, right? Organize it on the page into different categories of what these things are. Um, it's going to be hidden. Yeah. Where should it live? Like in the nav bar? Like where's a good place to put it? Like would that be under like Port about portfolio? Me? Case, so like case add studies. A new one? No, it, it should have its it should have its own. It should. Okay. There's a lot if of good stuff here. If I'm looking to hire Crunch, if I'm looking to hire you, and by the way, I totally would. I know, I had, me too. If I had the money. <laughs> you're, you're very talented. Yes. Right? If I were looking to hire you, I'd want to see what you've done. Right? Right. Yeah. We've got our clients that we've almost signed, sealed, and delivered, and they're like, okay, but I need to see your portfolio. Mm -hmm. Like, it's on our website. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just go to our website. But um, it they're going to ask for it, so we need to have it prepped and ready. Mm -hmm. um, and it it's also an opportunity for the new clients, when they sign on, <clears throat> um, to hope and expect to be made a case study out of themselves okay. as well. So okay. the case study and should I would, go into the part, the mm -hmm. portfolio kind of tab on the end. You know how we said that. services and then content planning, content writing, uh -huh. portfolio, case studies, and okay. uh, podcasts and whatever. And I'm okay. trying to think of what that top nav might look like for you because I realize, mm -hmm. like you said, some of these, these are, are articles that you've written, but also you're a guest on some podcasts. Um, okay. There's different types of media. Um, mm -hmm. Geez, maybe even maybe if it's even media. I don't know, Daniel, what do you think that top nav should, should say? I'm not sure portfolio well, works in her case. So, so for the podcasts, portfolio doesn't work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, for the case studies, that would work. And if you are, are doing any other kind of... Uh, Case study feels very like academic, right? So if you're <laughs> doing something that's not quite as, as academic, <laughs> right? Yeah, success stories. Um, absolutely, that's a good one. But like media, media could be podcasts, could be blog. Your blog could be separated into business and casual. And so the casual okay. is more about self, the business down. is more about professional, right? Uh -huh. um, and so we're we're limiting how many we, we don't want 15 different nav items in the top we need to 
structure mm -hmm. it in a way that is logical, simple, easy to navigate, and also doesn't take up all your real estate because then it's going to wrap and we don't, we really don't want it to wrap. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was saying that I have a website that wraps. So, you know, whatever <laughs> it is, design, design is just a thing. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I feel like uh, success stories is probably the right word. Um, yes, I like that. And or, then yeah. media could be uh, multimedia, but just media blogs, blog could have a separate fly out, like we said, and podcasts and anything else. Um, okay. What about the link to your LinkedIn articles that are maybe different to your blogs? Who knows? What if okay. the word was work? Because, because she has all of her nav items right now are one, one word, very simple, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. What if the word was work, work, and then on you click on work and then again, it was broken down into those different categories, right? Um, that makes sense. So instead yeah. of portfolio to have like work as a I, top nav button and I feel like case study and writing samples and like other articles I've written go yeah. under that section. Yeah. I okay. feel like that word works for you. Okay. That's the one I would maybe try. Okay. And then media would have the personal blog, the business blog, the podcast appearances and any guest articles or whatever else that's yeah. not yeah. work yes. that I've yeah. done for other people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like that word okay. for you work. And then the subcategories like we talked about. And okay. I, I don't think that resources needs to, to take up this prime real estate yeah. resources might be, might be movable under media, probably media. Yeah. Okay. Under media. Yeah. Okay. Um, cause I mean, you might be getting some kind of affiliate kickback. I don't know from one of these options, but these are all mine. Uh, <laughs> the freebies, okay. the lead magnets. Then Me media. Yeah. Then media makes most sense. Okay. Yeah. And instead of calling them resources, call them freebies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People okay. know like what's on the box is inside okay. it. Yes, that that is a confusing word, actually. Resources, that doesn't feel like it's attached to you. So if it's your resource, it's your freebie. Yeah, make it sound like it's something you're giving people um, that you wrote, which you did, which is kind of awesome. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Crunch, cool. that, that terrible time of having to close this down is upon us. Um, but, but before we, we stop, I want to say a couple things. One, it's been a pleasure yes. having you on the show. Um, two, our, our conversation doesn't stop here. Okay. We have the, the discord channel. Please reach out, especially after you've updated the content on your website, maybe tried out a new value prop on the hero section of your website. Okay. If you go that direction, let us know so that we can, we can check it out. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, because your successes are, I mean, you know, your case studies, your client success too, stories. Right? <laughs> um, well, we want to just share with it that the reason we're doing this podcast primarily is because we enjoy helping others. We like getting paid to do it. Yay. But the reality is that we're just dumb lucky that people pay us to do this fun <laughs> stuff, right? So paid or not, we enjoy this. So this conversation hasn't stopped. The podcast will end, but we want to keep keep our conversation alive with you. Um, mm -hmm. And secondly, uh, 
you know, or I don't know where, where I'm at. I've lost track. Uh, we want you to, to be successful. So um, to that end, what is it that you, what kind of advice do you have to offer to others who may need help like you have, but aren't yet ready to commit to hiring a professional? What can they do? Uh, great question. Um, I think my biggest tip for anybody who's running a business online or offline even, I guess, is to show up consistently for your people, right? And I think people often get confused when you say consistently showing up and they think that you have to be constantly online. But mm. consistency and constantly are not the same. You can be consistent without con constantly spending every minute on social media, for example, or, you know, emailing your folks, whatever, right? But consistency is important, like, and I think to do that, what you need to do is to figure out a rhythm or a cadence or a strategy that works for you and your lifestyle, like whether you're a mom of six kids or you run like a multi-billion dollar business, like there are certain limits on your time, right? Like you don't have every single moment to be spending online. So find out whether like it means consistency to you means showing up once a month with a kick-ass email newsletter and a blog post and a social media post directing people to that blog post. Or maybe for you, it's showing up three times a week on LinkedIn because you can spend 15 minutes writing a post and engaging with people on LinkedIn in that 15 minutes every single day. Whatever it is that works for you, find that and stick to it consistent, consistently so that people know you and like get to know that you are a person who shows up regularly and that they can depend on you to come through every single week on Tuesday at 2 a.m., whatever it is, right? Whatever time your podcast drops or whatever, right? But so I think that's um, my biggest tip is to start doing it and do it over and over and over again because that's the only way that you're going to get the results that you want to see in your business. So Crunch ice. I love that <laughs> advice. And you're so right. I do think that it can be so easy to get frustrated um, in your business. If sometimes it doesn't feel like it's working, you keep thinking, do I have to keep doing this? But if you start seeing some results, you can, and like you said, you can't be everywhere all the time. So figure out the, the different methods that make sense for your business and just be consistent and keep going. And soon people will start to expect that from you. That makes complete sense. And that's great advice. I love it. And I, I mean, I feel like you're talking to me because yeah. when I think of consistency personally, I get overwhelmed because I do feel like that needs to be constant and I don't want to do anything constantly. Right. Um, and so even once a month, you're absolutely right. That's so that, that totally touches a nerve, makes me feel uncomfortable. So it must be good advice. <laughs> it must be good advice. It's very good advice. So, yeah. yeah. So uh, again, uh, Crunch Ranjani, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you and we wish you the best of luck. Yeah. Thank you so much for all your tips and advice. Thanks for tuning in to the We Rock DM podcast. We hope you found our discussions on digital marketing and web design and development helpful and informative. Don't forget to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast to stay up to date on the latest trends and strategies in the world of online business. We'll see you in the next episode of We Rock DM, where we make kick-ass stuff kick-ass.